This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. This is Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Kyle, and joining me as always is Cody and Ken. Hello. Happy Friday, everybody. Hello, and welcome back. Did you miss us? Probably not. (laughs) Oh, everybody missed us. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, well, uh, let's just kick it off then. It's a second weekend in April of a very busy April. A super busy April. And we had a pretty okay start to Morbius. Not terrible. Um, we'll see what weekend two brings us. But um, we've got Sonic and we've got Ambulance this week. And so a lot of s- pretty strong competition hitting Morbius this weekend. Yeah, we had awesome thursday night push for sonic 6.3 million for a kids movie yeah for late thursday shows that's awesome which is an awesome number we would have been there but home projects got in the way it's because the weather people like i planned on (laughs) doing these home projects over the weekend and a winter storm in april thank you montana weather it's pushing (laughs) it to the middle of the week well well sonic did great did you see what ambulance did for thursday no i'm afraid Seven hundred thousand. Oh, Didn't no. even make a million dollars no. on Thursday. Oh, that makes me Oof. sad. I like the mm. ambulance. Oof. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into what you like. We'll about get into it, but in that's bit. not a good. Not, I, I, not I thought enough. it was going to do a bit better for a start than that. That's for sure. Not enough. <laughs> not enough people shared your enthusiasm for ambulance. Apparently not. <laughs> people just don't understand the genius of Jake Gyllenhaal. I guess. But here we are. This is the world we're living in. It's- changed kyle is things morbius, have changed is morbius still gonna make more than ambulance that i i it's guess entirely possible and yeah. it should with a seven hundred thousand dollar opening yeah i mean yeah. it should get beat by a lot of films well well regardless <laughs> that's not necessarily a bad thing like at least there's multiple titles to choose from but between morbius and ambulance and sonic 2 yeah but Every, i feel like between morbius morbius and ambulance are chasing the same demographic like adult males i don't know i i mean yes but i think more of the competition is with sonic 2 than morbius like i feel like those crowds intersect much more than michael bay and marvel fans do i guess like same ages but i don't know i just see the demographics leaning mushing together with uh sonic and morbius but and they're increasing the print count this weekend for everyone, everything, everywhere, anytime, every day, all at once. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere except for Montana, apparently. Uh, yeah, they increased the print count to 40 markets, one print in each market. I don't know. It's, Just For a clearer picture, the better. movie is called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. For those who are right. wondering what Ken is talking but about. But it is not everywhere. <laughs> nope, <laughs> not playing it is on everything a few and not at all at once. <laughs> Which is crazy because this movie, I think, is getting really great word of mouth, but it's not in many locations, and it really needs to start pushing hard. Next week is the week. Uh, on the on the 15th, that's when they're going to go to their widest print plan on that, and I, so next I, week is the week. Yeah, I hope it's really wide because the movie does look great, and yeah. this word of mouth is really encouraging I to me. I think next week is a, a much better week for it, so I don't mind them going uh, small, building the word of mouth this week. And then going wide next week. Next week, you've got Fantastic Beasts, which, you know, you you hope there's a lot of awareness for it, but you don't know how audiences have been burned by the last two films. So you just really don't know what the what the opening is going to be on that. Um, Sonic will have 
dominated everything this week and we'll have a pretty strong hold, but that will take care of the kids demographic. Sure. And I think the only one to really get hurt by a wider opening is ambulance and it's already got its first week out of the way. So it's just a holdover week for that. So really, I, I think they positioned everything very well for a wider release next week yeah perhaps you're right i mean part of me complaining is because i just want to see this movie so bad so it's from a movie going standpoint i guess but yeah i I really hope that 824 is paying attention to what the word of mouth has been like Mm -hmm. and they really make sure to push hard i think that's why they increased the print counts and stuff when they did is because uh, it's gotten such positive word of mouth yeah i think you're right yeah, there was this big push on social media after the initial release on 4.1 that 4.8 were going wide. And that's what they told everybody. And now it's like 40 markets. Liars. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Liars. like, oh, the 15th is wide. It's like, yeah, <laughs> we knew that with A24. They were going right. to not know exactly what they had. Yeah. And not know how to capitalize on it. Unlike what they did with Green Knight, which didn't do well, but they got it in thousands of locations yeah. at one time it did i would think as best as it could have done yeah because at least it was playing on screens everywhere and they got yeah. an a24 on screen in june mm-hmm. which is impossible yeah in any other year yeah um j- so that just makes me wonder then if maybe they're on the right train when it comes to releasing this one rather than trying to go all out yeah i just don't think there's enough time. screens to go all out i think that again why they positioned it mid-month why um it might go a little slower but they can always add it can always be played down the road sure and 422 is actually a pretty stacked week you've got bad guys coming moving in on the sonic crowd and you've got northman and you've got unbearable weight of massive talent which are still in those kind of like like high-end genre type films Mm -hmm. that i think um this everything plays into as well so they are chasing the same demographic so they're getting in before that and they are hoping to get play through past that weekend they're just wedging themselves in i think in the only spot this month where they really could yeah especially before dr strange 2 comes out to where it also will be playing into this multiverse um zeitgeist yeah, I mean, genre could, that we're in. They could have um, put positioned it at the end of the month on the 29th of April, mm-hmm. where but memory is on that weekend and they're struggling to get dates because nobody wants to sacrifice a screen to open memory that when they need it next week for Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. So that one might really hurt the worst mm-hmm. as a result. No, just tough trying to get everything in. All at once is, is everywhere, really yeah. all at once, all the time. <laughs> okay, well, you're skipping the most important conversation that we've had this week. What with the Northman coming out on 422? Yeah, has there been a good Viking movie? Ever made? <laughs> oh, you know where this came up? I told Ken, I was like, we were in the car the other day. I'm like, you know what my favorite Viking movie is? And he's like, what? like 13th warrior and he's like no that has antonio banderas in it like it's still the best vikings was was that vikings i know you had me watch it but no, i can't it remember it was the supernatural movie it was no it, it was, was not a, it was uh, not of medieval. course they were yeah it was, it was more not of vikings medieval. they was, were vikings he was a viking he chieftain. was a spanish viking not not him <laughs> the guys he went okay. with were anyway. viking chieftains and they were helping out okay. another chief so so then as tribe. Re- rebuttal for cody's i'm like 
How to Train Your Dragon is and the I best said, Viking movie. Yes. And that's saying something like this. And then this. the second best is the sequel. And then the third best <laughs> yeah. is the third movie. Yeah. yeah. And then the Northmen, probably. And, and then I had the thought, I know they're not Vikings per se, but do the Thor movies work for this? Norse it's, mythology. It's Viking-ish. It's Viking adjacent. It's, I was going to yeah. say Viking it's way adjacent. More, it's way more Viking adjacent than 13th Warrior. No, that has actual Vikings in it. I'm going to look this up. Now, <laughs> again, so so I, if Thor falls in, then then the competition gets a little stiffer. I would say so. What's it called At again? Least 13th, 13th Warrior. Warrior. I'll see if there's Antonio Banderas. Yeah, but he is the 13th Warrior. He's not the... He's just an add-on. He's a Persian prince. It does say he teams up with Vikings. I told you! It's the best Viking movie. Okay, then it's like eighth on the list that we just made. Uh, no, yeah. it's number one. I the Avengers Endgame then is technically the a Viking chief guy movie. Dies from poison sitting no. upright on like on the barricade having protected the village. It is badass. Yeah, but how to train a dragon. With his eyes open fun. looking out. That's <laughs> awesome. Do they refer to them as actual Vikings or are yeah. they just dress like Vikings? No, they are Vikings. Uh, again, I just don't remember. The, I remember seeing the movie. I don't remember when, what happened. When Kyle was, was new, a newbie okay. in the office, okay. Greenhorn, I made him watch well, this movie. Give us your... give us others. On our social media, give us your top five Viking movies. If you can get to five, you win. <laughs> <laughs> you win life. There you go. <laughs> you, yeah. win, you win the contest that I just made up. <laughs> All okay. right. Well, if we don't have anything else for booking strategies, I think we should talk about some release date changes. Yeah. Because that's always a fun topic. Yeah. Th- stuff happened this week. What happened, Kyle? Uh, well, there's an anime movie from Paramount called Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Yes. Which moved up its release date from July 22nd to July 15th. And I believe a trailer will be coming out this weekend. So yeah. we'll see what it looks if like. It's from Paramount. I hope so. It'll be a, great to yeah. place it on Sonic. Michael, oh, yeah. Michael Sarah and a Kung Fu Dog yeah. <laughs> roll. Awesome. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> That's also on the Viking list now. <laughs> Still better than 13th Warrior. I feel like that before that Pause of Fury was positioned too close to Minions. Two, uh, weeks, two weeks is a tight window, but yeah. But it is summer. Summer yeah. does have these where they compete all the time, and that's where. No, I think the move is good, though. That's yeah. what I was saying. I think it was mm-hmm. positioned before too close. And to Super minions. Pets is right there too, isn't it? Is the 29th? Actually, that might be right. Let me yeah. look that up. Um. Yeah, that'll be interesting then for the month of July in terms of oh. animated zero movies. animated movies for the entire year until April 8th, and yeah. then we have three in one month. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, getting a little tight there, guys. Just a little bit. You just can a little bit. Spread these puppies out a little bit better. Well, I'm having a hard time finding it now. Are you checking <laughs> Silver Screen Insider? Of course I calendar? am. Uh, Kyle, Kyle meant it's to, technical difficulties. Kyle meant to get an iPad, but he got a B pad instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a row. It, it it was it was very cheap. Um, yeah, it does look like it's coming out on the 29th of July. Okay, so we've got. Three films in five weeks. Three animated films in five weeks. But nothing will release in August. <laughs> Once again, the the film companies treat these dumping grounds like these actually still exist. People yeah. go to the movies if it's out. Right. We've shown that with the last. The, it's all uh, about the. Con- it's about the film. October, They'll go at any time if mm-hmm. it's a good movie. October is a dumping ground. 
Yeah. No, no movie that's not horror works in October, and we've shown that the 2019, yeah. and then this last yeah. year, 2021, where we had some of the biggest grosses we've seen. Right. And it's like, no, it works. If you put out an, a, a, a giant blockbuster movie in August or September, people go to it. It doesn't yeah. make any difference Mm-mm. anymore. I mean, yes, in the summer, people are not at school. I would say the only month that that maybe doesn't hold true is January. January post holidays just really is a tough time like nobody has money everybody's over the holidays you just almost need a couple weeks to recover and then that's why that first part of february i think is becoming way more lucrative yeah i'd agree with that it's chiseled in stone somewhere probably mm-hmm. yeah but then that first opening which was uh scream this year it was 355 and then scream on the 14th yeah. mm-hmm. and scream was a monster right paramount made off like bandits with that yeah, I wonder if point. it just depends on how strong the holiday is, because I don't remember Christmas being hugely strong this year. It's Spider Man. It wasn't bigly. Besides Spider Man, everybody Behind, went inside. Spider Man opened the weekend before Christmas right. to two hundred and fifty million dollars. The other films that opened, like it doesn't all matter. Of their gross got it sucked out. I'm not saying yeah, that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it wasn't. The second weekend, Spider-Man played for over $100 million. (laughs) So it didn't matter that we had American Underdog or Journal for Jordan. Nobody gave a crap. (laughs) I mean, Sony didn't even care, and that was their movie. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it certainly wasn't a case to where there was lots of movies that came out in Christmas that trickled into January and could do business. I guess that's what I was... Thank you, Kyle. You articulated it very well. That's what I was trying to get at. I didn't. I read between the lines with you too. Articulate this, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put him in that position. He's my articulator. (laughs) I don't think I win, no matter what. (laughs) Oh, all Uh, right. What else? What else? Pause of fury. It rounds out a very exciting July of family films. Family fun time. Okay. No kidding. Uh, um, go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, I was just going to say that another change that happened is the action rom-com movie, I'm assuming, called Shotgun Wedding uh, from Lionsgate. They sold it to Amazon Prime, so it's no longer on the release calendar and probably will end up being a streaming movie if I have to guess. I would guess so. And I'm not surprised for a number of reasons. First of all, Jennifer Lopez. Come on. Okay. Like, after Marry Me. Move on. You had to, No. <laughs> She needs to pick a new lane in her acting abilities. Cody, your record's broken. I know. <laughs> Number two, this film was originally had Army Hammer attached to it, and they had to like uh, swap him out at the last minute. And I liked who they picked, but Josh Demel. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy him in a film. I just <laughs> in a film. In a film. In I any enjoy, film that I may film. or may not have seen. Yeah, I I enjoy his presence, but no, no Jennifer Lopez. I will not be watching this on streaming. Or in theaters or, or streaming theaters, or no matter anywhere. what. It wasn't going to happen regardless. I am not surprised. Lionsgate is, seems like they're a company on the verge of trying to become something else. Yes. <laughs> so Read between the lines, read on, between that the one, lines on that one, folks. Um, but the a film named Shotgun Wedding can go so many different ways. Like this title itself is awesome. Like I pictured like uh, uh, Smoke and Aces or something. Where right. <laughs> or bullet train but a wedding is involved ah there you go (laughs) (laughs) so so i like the you know i like the idea of this movie but it's too bad i went to prime but yeah the fact that amazon only bought this and not rights to jennifer lopez's life is Mm -hmm. is good (laughs) 
after we just, seeing we not the, own your life. <laughs> after seeing uh, the Lost City, I kind of wish that this movie could have stuck around. But I I think the star power of Jennifer Lopez is kind of disintegrating. Yeah, Lionsgate doesn't have a huge history of romantic comedies, though, do they? No, I don't mean, think so. They're faith they had... faith based action and then some horror stuff. I would say horror's a big thing, faith based. And then they had um, John Wick, n- which... young adult films Previously, because they yeah. bought Overture, which had the Twilights and the Hunger Games. And Summit, then, yeah. 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 Or Summit, yeah. yeah. And that, those but that companies went away. had that. But that went away. And mm-hmm. it was, so it was John Wick, yeah, some action stuff. and Right. And then horror. Horror and faith-based every so often mixed in. Oh, but they have Knives Out that they sold to Netflix. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they finally had a really good film that everybody really wanted and that would had, not wait for a sequel. That was unlike <sighs> any Lionsgate film ever to have legs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, never, they've never had that before. Even Lionsgate was like, wow, what do we do with this? Well, Quick, even, sell it. If, oh. Even Twilight and the Hunger Games, they were very front-loaded films. They yeah. were. I mean, yeah. totally. Knives Out went on forever. Mm-hmm. I remember there were places that couldn't get it second run for 14 weeks. They yeah. didn't play it before they closed for the pandemic. That sounds right. about right. I remember <laughs> seeing it on Thanksgiving and then seeing it again during Christmas and the screen that I was at was sold out. <laughs> like people still kept well, coming. No. They just no. wanted a good film. And yeah. It was a good film. And it had yeah. Don Johnson in it. So how could it be bad? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, another one goes to streaming. Bummer. Bummer. Well, I'm not sad though. One that didn't go to streaming <laughs> was Ambulance for this yeah. weekend Kyle oh, okay, has Kyle. glorious ambulance ambulancia review <laughs> this movie was a blast <laughs> yes like, and like, literally like blast every all course. over the place Unintended. of course because it's Michael Bay okay. now granted I'm surprised I'm saying this about a Michael Bay film because despite many years of not seeing him in theaters I still remember bad Transformer movie after bad Transformer movie and I just am after like, I don't know, third or fourth one, I just have been over it. But this was a welcome return of Michael Bay, I would say. Michael Bay could make Pride and Prejudice interesting. I mean, at some point, she'd be, when we'd be pulling up her petticoat and pulling out some sort of explosive device. <laughs> <laughs> he would find a way. Um, this movie is able to embrace his chaotic directing style, but also restrain it at the same time which I don't know how that's possible. And I saw the movie and witnessed it, <laughs> but it's just a thrill ride from start to finish because it's just high paced. It keeps the story going. Like it doesn't give you time to really question the logistics of things, but because of all the great action in it and the chemistry between the two leads, especially from Jake Gyllenhaal, like you just are wrapped up in it and you're into it. Like you don't care about the logistics you're okay with you know sometimes a little bit of messy directing for action sequences but for the most part all that stuff really lands and jake gyllenhaal is just a godsend of a person is it just so much shaky cam though that'd be what i would be afraid of is shaky camera you can't really see like you're like what's going on yeah i mean the bayisms are there like the weird frantic camera angles the shaky cam the close-ups on you know brand <laughs> placements like Dodge Ram trucks. Does it does it have the the woman underneath or in front of an explosion in slow motion? 
Where does Ooh, the uh, yes. does the ambulance go over her? Or no? Okay. No, but there there is some of those. Although I I will say he did restrain from not sexualizing the female lead, which I appreciate. Like obviously she's a very attractive actress, right. but. It wasn't, you know, like in gratuitous. many of this gratuitous, exactly. No, but if you see her in a trailer, you're like, she's a love interest. She is. You would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is good if it goes a different direction than that. And it does. Yeah. Which I appreciate as well. Yeah. But, I mean, between, dis- and gr- granted, a lot of the Bayisms don't always land. Like, it still gets annoying, like the shaky cam stuff after yeah. a while. But at the same time, though, there is still creativity within it and it can be done right if it's with the right type of movie and i think for this movie which is a smaller story and that's saying a lot for michael bay Mm -hmm. because it still is action-packed and very blockbustery still it manages to work for you know the directing tropes that he always does but some of yeah some of his movies have so much exposition in them so much that you don't like the you have to have the action because they have to like jump from scene to scene to explain that Sean Connery was ex special forces and now he's been <laughs> in prison for twenty years. <laughs> like you can't you gotta just say it, but no. They're they're robbers and they steal an ambulance and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Um so uh, the two actors, Jake Gyllenhaal and Yaya Abdul Mateen, um Yaya comes up to Jake and he's like, Hey, you're my brother. I'm you know, financially in the hole, I need money to help uh, my wife with this surgery that she has to do, but the insurance won't help me. And Jake responds with, well, I don't have the money, but we're about to go rob a bank in 20 minutes if you want to come and get some money. So you got to answer right now, yes or no. And then it's like, uh, okay, fine, I'll go. And then it just spirals. And it's like Ken was saying, like all the exposition is there and whatnot. But somehow I think the actors were just really able to – make it work with their chemistry and just with their natural charisma and especially Hall, Like he just matches with the chaos of Bay's directing so much that I just was hooked. I loved it. <laughs> well, then what you think is the issue for why In, it's maybe going to have a less weekend than what we I expected? I don't know if we talked about this last week, but we talked about it this week in the office that it's, it's an R rated non horror film. Yeah. They just have not performed. We don't have any examples of R-rated action, R-rated comedy performing post-pandemic. I also wonder if maybe there is still burnout from Michael Bay. I mean, there was a long time where the Transformers movies just wouldn't go away. Literally a film full of burnouts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, pun intended. (laughs) But on top of that, he also came out with you know, an action movie on streaming and people still didn't like it, even if it was on streaming and available for them. So unfortunately I think audiences just weren't wanting to be tricked again. And they decide to not spend their money when there's, you know, Sonic two and even Morbius. But I personally liked ambulance more than Morbius. And it yeah. seems like audiences will still go to that one over They'll trust that Marvel brand more so than Michael Bay at this point. There could be that. That then that falls on the studio for not marketing it well enough. I guess, but that might have been an uphill battle to begin with if there yeah. was that burnout. That's true. Although I mean, I wasn't suspecting the burnout to still be happening. I figured enough time had passed and the movie looked good to where audiences would give it more of a chance than what we're seeing. 
and and I'm sure the studio probably thought that too, but now I think it's just clear right. that that's what's of, happening. When I kind of looked at it, I didn't see any like spark that was like, ooh, I really need to see this movie. There wasn't any event quality about it, which interesting was a movie you had to see in theaters, but I didn't feel that urgency or the event need with it. I, I mean, for me personally, the excitement I, around it. I didn't feel like there was any excitement around this movie. Not in a communal sort of way, yeah. but I tell you what, in the theater, I definitely was happy to have seen it there. Oh, I could imagine seeing it anywhere but a theater. Yeah. I feel like it lends itself to that. I just, maybe I got, it was overshadowed because I was so excited for Sonic. Like, I'm so excited to take my kids to that. It's going to be one of the, you know, a fun, big movie that I know I'm going to enjoy as well. And so that adds a little bit more excitement um when i take my kids to something that i might as well enjoy so mm-hmm. it could just be that too that i i have kind of picked my movie for the weekend and that one wasn't it and it's possible the same could be for everyone else too i mean yeah. people do remember son the hedgehog being a good movie and it's yeah. already on pace to be opening just as well as the first one did so i think part of that could also just be the choosing of the two right and it just overwhelmingly went to sonic yeah like you were trying to counter program but it didn't really work or there just wasn't enough audience there to counter program yeah which could could come into play with what you're saying about the demographics being too similar yeah so maybe i'm the one that's the outsider who's seeing it wrong could be it could be and it could have played they could have maybe marketed to that more of that older audience that just isn't coming too maybe I'm not sure if that would have helped, though. No. So this brings up my idea for our next wager, Cody. Oh, no. What? Well, they currently have Sonic making a projected $55 million at the box office. Yeah. I'm willing to lower that to $50 million. Okay. Because I think we're going to have nice weather places other than where we live. Yeah. And it's spring, and people are going to avoid the movies for, like, the Saturday afternoon matinees even though Sonic is going to be great. So I'll set the number at 50 million. Do you think Sonic will do more than 50 oh, yes. million? You do. Yeah. Well, if you lose... I thought the wager was going to be, do no. you think it'll do more than 55? No, I, I brought it down a little bit because yeah. you have been so bad at guessing this. <laughs> oh, no. Impossibly bad. <laughs> I think it'll do more than 50. I, and I don't. So if it does less than 50 million, yeah. I get to pick a Michael Bay-directed film for you to watch. Choose ambulance. (laughs) Oh, is it The Rock? No. I get to choose a Michael Bay directed film for you. You brought that up and I was like, oh, I really should watch that again. I love it. Oh no, there's lots of bad ones. There's lots of really bad ones. Like like what? Like what's a bad one? Uh Transformers The Last Night. Oh, the one with three hours long. It's the second one with Mark Wahlberg. Anthony Hopkins is in that one, right? Yeah. And sure is. And Stanley Tucci stars as Merlin the magician is only in the first three minutes <laughs> even though he it was felt in, like an eternity but even it was though he was minutes. in transformers 4 as stanley tucci <laughs> so. stanley tucci is also a godsend <laughs> <laughs> but you only get three minutes of him so and if you win would you like to remove a a film from your requirements yes please so that's all you get is you okay. get to move one film from your oh, requirement list okay, okay. I, feel, I feel really good about this you feel really, 50 million yeah huh? watch this movie make 49 <gasps> it's gonna be stop 49.8 it. stop it it's gonna be 60 and it's gonna be like pew pew i mean whatever, whatever don't matter to me whatever shows up on silver screen <laughs> insider monday morning champagne 
are you yeah <laughs> on a monday morning yeah mimosas. Well, yes actually <laughs> yeah well speaking of silver screen inside you guys have some uh fun updates about that yeah so updates if you've logged on recently you've seen that we made the announcement that silver screen insider is going to be screen insider and we just wanted to give a little background on that so so you're going from silver screen insider to screen insider yeah i like it Shortened right. to the point. Shortened to the point. <laughs> um, so after we came out of the pandemic, you know, us, like a lot of businesses, were like, how has our industry changed? Like we went through a life-altering, you know, um, event. Event, thank you. And and it really af- affected our industry a lot more than a lot of others, I think. I mean, I can't, I don't know of any other industry that can completely shut down and be completely closed and then come back like that's in its 100 over 100 year history has never happened yeah and somehow we've all survived that um so it could have fundamentally altered our industry and so we were looking at that going like well how do we need to position ourselves moving forward because things in our industry that changes that were happening were accelerated the the push to streaming the um, less product coming to theaters, the idea of like, what is theatrical movie going? What do audiences want now that they've lived two years at home and what are they going to be looking for? And so how do audiences gain the knowledge that movies yeah. are back in the theaters? Right. How do you, how do you find that sort of advertising? And how do you market now? Because yeah. now the, now you've got studios that were really hurt. They're putting a lot of their money and resources into their direct to consumer streaming strategies. And, they're kind of leaving the theaters in the dust. And so how do we position ourselves to be an advocate, an ally, and and a leader in our industry when the studios are abandoning us to a certain extent? And so we went out and we, we partnered up with some other companies that had a similar goal and mission to us. And I think that the product of that partnering we were going to launch in a couple weeks is is positioning ourselves so much stronger in the in the industry and for movie theaters for independently owned movie theaters to have an ally and an advocate moving forward because we need to adapt as everywhere else is adapting and we do that by example so um we partnered with 2656 marketing who've been around for a really long time they're very well connected in the industry donna and sandy have been to cinema cons and all the other events they've done work through the IMC and they've just, you know, they have so much experience marketing and bridging that gap between studios and theaters that we wanted to bring a real depth of marketing knowledge to our platform. Um, I have a booking background and I don't do a lot of the actual marketing, but I realized moving forward that theaters are going to have to start marketing themselves. They're going to have to start going out and finding their audiences and pushing content and trying to create those lines of communication directly with new with new consumers out there. And so, and to grow their audience bigger because the studio is not going to do it for them. And it's a weird thing to say, but our industry is unique in that you could be an independent theater owner and not. And that was one thing you didn't have to do. That was one of the of the give and takes you had with a studio, the studio would market, you would show the film, you would take on the cost of showing the film. They would take on the cost of marketing. Well, now as they're abandoning it, the theater now has to pick that up because nobody's doing it. So we wanted to make sure that 
you had depth, knowledge, and the right direction when you're starting out on your marketing adventure. So Ender 2656 Marketing, and they've added so much to our platform as it is. Just really have been super insightful and in how to utilize all of the copy and all of the assets that we get from the studio. Because it's one thing to get it, but it's a whole nother to actually have a plan to utilize it. And so they've been really strategic in helping us move forward in how to utilize these assets properly, how to have a plan of attack with your marketing. And so even for us, it's just been really helpful having them come on board. And then the other company we found was uh, Screen Moguls. They are based out of the UK. So it gave us a nice international insight to what's happening in other places. Um, But they really brought a target marketing uh, tech background with them because we wanted to expand the services on our platform and we knew that marketing was going to be essential but we wanted to take it one step further and um, and I feel like Screen Moguls and their target marketing platform that they're coming to the table with is really that next step forward. It takes what Donna and Sandy and us provide and it's and it really gives you the easiest basic step to to use it and to actually um, go out and market. So it's the tool that you need to actually utilize these assets. So we give you the assets, we give you the background and the knowledge, and then we give you the tool to utilize it. So we're really excited to launch Screen Insider. So say I'm the tumbleweed cinema in Chugwater, Oklahoma, (laughs) and I am already excited by the Silver Screen Insider subscription that I have. Mm -hmm. Do I have to do anything different with my login? Nope. Do I have to change my bookmark for uh, my page no, that I it'll click be, on? It'll be redirected. So I don't have to change that? No, you just have to, upon, when we when we launch, though, you will have to update your password. That's all. But I have to, you know, right now I have my second cousin, Bubba, doing all of my social media marketing, which mm-hmm. is Facebook ads to his friends. <laughs> so you guys <laughs> are saying you're going to- Real gonna, small town. You're going to be able to do that <laughs> yes. for me? Not only well, not only that, but on top of it, we're going to be able to make sure that you can have um, a wider outreach than just Bubba's close friends. Will you? Right. F- so Bubba can do a drive time, and you can maybe get people forty-five minutes away outside of Bubba's friend circle. No, it sounds like something I can do on my own, even though I'm not right. no. great at computers. But can you fire Bubba for me? <laughs> is my question it would be super uncomfortable it might come with an extra charge but i'm not above firing bubba for you if it maintains your subscription we never really liked bubba anyway yeah. <laughs> but no uh it would be uh this new website and this uh tool that we're calling post social that's going to be seen on the website we are hoping for this to be that easy and reliable tool that you are describing ken that doesn't have to have the theater owner rely on someone else to manage uh, it for them. It's fine if you want that, but sometimes that can be difficult to accomplish, to work with someone um, when it comes to social media marketing. So this would be able to kind of replace that middleman if you would like. Well, and if you're just getting into marketing and you're like, okay, I have a hundred other things to do, but I know I need to post to social, to Facebook and get followers. Like in your mind, that's, all you, you know that you've got to do that, but then you go to Facebook and now there's like a business administration. It's meta. It's all these things. I have to put in these credentials. I have to set this budget. What is this? What's organic versus paid posting? Like it gets 
it just, if you didn't go to school for marketing, it is a whole other language. Overwhelming. To de- and very overwhelming to deal with this. Even I struggle and I'm like, what, what is this? Why can't I just like put it out and have people like it? Yeah. But it's a more complicated than that. And so what we hope to do with our system is make it super easy. So you can go, you can see the asset you want, you can post it to your social media pages, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those things without Mm -hmm. having to go to them and download the content, re-upload it on those platforms, then pick all that stuff. We can do that all from our post-social page. And so you don't have to log into five or six different sites. You can just be in one site. We're definitely trying to bring all the pieces together that you need and make it convenient so you're not spending hours doing this or you're not forgetting to do it and then it then having to stay up late at night and then you're posting at random times. Like we're just trying to make this process simple so that theaters can take the baby steps needed to get into the marketing. And then as you get more comfortable, we'll have more more things for you to try out. But at the core, we're we'll we're there and convenient and easy to use and that's our mission but it's got to be like crazy expensive right because i've seen these places where you hire somebody to do your social media and they do three posts a month for eight hundred dollars crazy amounts where it's Mm -hmm. like no i can do that but then you don't do it right (laughs) so i mean the price is obviously high for what you get well for right now if you sign up soon um you can maintain our our 2022 price or 2021 pricing, which was $25 a month for an insider account. Um, we will be, once we launch increasing our prices because it has taken a lot of cost to rebuild our platform. Um, so we will be going up to $43 an insider account per month. But if you sign up now and soon, you'll get that 2021 pricing, which is only $25 a month with it which I think is a bargain for all the new stuff you're going to be getting in the next year. Yeah. And you'll still get that rate even after the yeah. launch. And all in the site that you get now is all going to be maintained. Nothing you see on the site now is going to change. It's not going away. It's not really being altered. It's all going to be there. We're just adding new exciting features onto it and a new look and a new feel. We're trying to make it easier for you to navigate too, because we have a big site. It's very complex. There's a lot of information in there. Yeah, absolutely. And we've been trying to make it a bit simpler um, for you all to be able to uh, go your way through the website and not make it as complex as it was. was. So we still will have the same tools, our movie database that has all the listings of the movies and all of the film information that comes along with it. It'll still be there, but we also will make sure that it's um, easier to find certain information, excuse me, such as uh, early show times, ticket on sale dates, uh, that sort of thing. We realize that those things are very important on top of uh, other parts of it, such as run times. And we're going to make sure to have those uh, things that you've come to know us for, but also make sure they're at the forefront. Oh, yes. am, am I still going to be able to pull up uh, stills and images from the movie Hustlers starring Jennifer Lopez? Absolutely. If they're, okay, if they're great. in there, you, Perfect. they'll stay in there. Excellent. Trust me, I've made sure. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. I Part, really appreciate that. With this merger, I made sure that was in the contract. <laughs> that was... <laughs> It's really important to me. <laughs> those stay there. But yes, uh, past releases, those assets will still be available. Right. They're not going away. And that's going to continue as we do this yep. relaunch. Uh, scoreboard, very important. Yes, will we understand. still be downloadable. That yes. is still, still be front and center on your dashboard. Don't worry, scoreboard is not going away. Yep. 
I yep. know. And new updates to the website that I saw this week. We got a new trailer. Did we get a new trailer? We did. From Bob's Burgers, the movie. Oh. And it was nice. Was I, it? Yeah. I'm a fan of Bob's Burgers. It gave me that warm, fuzzy feeling when you watch the show. Um, and yeah, I, I wonder if this was a trailer more so for fans than for general audiences. So I'm wondering if that might hurt it. But um, I feel like there's a big enough following with Bob's Burgers to where it's okay that it's for mainly the right. fans. Especially with movies like Top Gun and Jurassic Park and coming was, around that time. Yeah. And it was built as a, you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy of television network audiences and then theater audiences yeah. and they feed off of each other mm-hmm. but no it looks great it looks like an extended very well done bob's burgers episode i yeah. mean that's that's what it needs to be right you it doesn't can't go need to too be far outside of the, than that no just needs to be a two-hour long episode yeah, yeah i mean because they're so they're very well written that's the they are uh, very well yes, written yes yes I'm sure the Simpsons and South Park were of that similar nature when they had releases. It, a lot of the trailers probably were very dedicated for the fans, but there was just so much popularity with those shows at the time that the carryover was probably pretty good for it. Yeah. Outside of the fan this base. This is one of the last, I would say, network shows that you could make a film. Like a lot of the adult animated stuff mm-hmm. now is all on streaming and you probably wouldn't even know if they made a movie or not right for that i mean family guy probably could have done it but i think the time has passed yeah the show's still on but i i think the i guess the zeitgeist of uh seth mcfarlane has come and gone yeah i think any of these you know any of these shows even popular shows don't makes sense because if it's a popular show that's on streaming it already has a 10 hour season yeah there's no reason to make a movie of that yeah that's true and so it doesn't really exist and the cinematography is at such a high level everywhere that it doesn't it doesn't change the product is rick and morty one that's still on or is that over it is um that might be one that you could do that's a good point that might be it's a lot of rick and morty though for two hours i mean that's a lot of that if you you have to really like it. No, I, it's for the the yeah. younger crowd. It's like when we watch shows with our kids, and you're like, doesn't your head hurt after watching this? <laughs> yeah. Kyle's like, that's right where I live. <laughs> Sign me up on, on ADHD can... corner. Ah, <laughs> uh, still yeah, a kid he can. At He's still in his twenties. Yeah. 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 Once I hit the thirties, that might be a different story. Oh, I, I watch Kyle, these, it, life changes. I watch these cartoons with these I'm not kids, ready. and I almost yeah. have to put my sunglasses on. <laughs> There's so much going on. Oh yeah. I mean, we had the setup. I gotta lay down. It gets annoying. I never thought I would be annoyed, but it gets annoying, and I'm we, like, we oh, you need s- to go downstairs. We had the 30 second setup with the coyote painting the the tunnel on the giant rock. Uh, the <laughs> classics. And then, and then the roadrunner runs through it. And then the train comes back down it. It was a whole setup for one one joke. Simple yeah. to the but point. But now it's just like boom, 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 boom. Fireworks, fireworks. Oh my gosh! Used and to be like, no nonsense su- in my cartoons. Super intricate backstories that I have to have this my children explain to me what's going on in this oh mom you in the last episode this bad guy did this and then they did this and she found out about that i'm like oh my gosh i need to watch the whole series now just to know where we're at so i can keep up with you yeah a lot of cartoons nowadays really are doing the linear story method rather than yeah one-off episodes and i i guess if hey if it works and the kids are on board with that that's cool 
I like that. I, maybe it's just my children that are just no. seeking out these shows. No, we, oh, maybe. We grew up with sitcom television, home in, home improvement, and family matters, and yeah. step by step, <laughs> where it didn't matter which episode you watched, you were right there with them. Yeah, <laughs> there was no change. I know. <laughs> my son wants to watch Carmen San Diego. And I'm like, why is she bad? All well, mommy, she was brainwashed. I'm like, how did she get brainwashed? Well, they Were tricked. You not watching. Yeah, they tricked her. And I'm like, is she bad? Or is she pretending her. to be bad? And I'm, she's like, no, she's brainwashed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Do I have you're to taking, wa- you're taking pain reliever and yeah. I'm like, how about you just take this downstairs so I don't have to think about it. Apparently, cartoons are more uh, highbrow. They're more <laughs> yeah intellectual and in, in storytelling oh. than they ever were before. And then what what did they watch? The Green Eggs and Ham? There's a show for that? Yeah, it's a whole TV show. And Sam I Am, he was abandoned at an orphanage. And then he has to go out. And f- <laughs> he wants to go out and find his mother. But he's actually kind of a two-faced con artist. And I was like, Ooh. where is this coming from? Why the, am I? The book like, has not, sixteen pages. Yeah. Have you not read the source material? <laughs> the book has it's rich with story. <laughs> There's the book has sixteen pages. And the next season, that's it. They're very excited because they might find Sam Am's mom. And I'm like, you are eight and six years old. I thought this, this was seems, about green eggs and ham. This seems like really I do not adult like them, topics. Sam. I am yeah. now. Let's find your long lost mother, <laughs> Sam. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will give the person whoever wrote that this like they saw the words I don't want to eat this in a box Sam I am and they're like I got something <laughs> no there seasons Pro- multiple seasons worth of something that is creativity and I applaud it yeah do we, not have we that. adults don't get it but I <laughs> applaud it no but they had like the movie C spot run but they just made one movie out of it there's like, <laughs> there's like 20 episodes of this show <laughs> a book yeah, <laughs> that has fourteen words in it. <laughs> Repeated. So much backstory too. <laughs> Who would have thought? Mm. Trying to keep it all together, and I feel like unless I'm not being a good mom, unless I'm there, like targeted into what's going on, like so I can hold, have a conversation with my children about what they're watching. Like, yes, I am very interested in this. Well, I'm not really, but I'm trying. Just, just nod and listen. Those yeah. like that you're listening. That's we're, all you have to do. We're in I'm the sure. right industry, though. I mean, seeing. Sonic run around and eat rings. You didn't think there would be two, possibly three movies out of that. No, that is true. <laughs> you thought only video games can go so far. Well, here we are. Here what a we world. You <laughs> wouldn't think James Marsden and Jim Carrey. Maybe Jim Carrey. Maybe Jim Carrey. <laughs> I was thinking maybe James Marsden. He did do Hop. That is true. So It's a nice Easter classic. <laughs> exactly. It's the only Easter classic. <laughs> That and Passion of the Christ. Like, All right, what are you let's gonna make pick? our Easter list followed by our Viking list. Viking yeah. movies yeah. list. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Off the Break podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms and be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast. And if you haven't already, go sign up for Silver Screen Insider yep. and get those rates before our transformation happens in the coming weeks. Big grosses this weekend for Sonic, and hopefully you get a chance to watch Ambulance and at least entertain yourself. Do maybe, it. Maybe you should drag some people uh, to the movie this weekend. Make sure we hit that $60 million mark. Come on, people. <laughs> let's make it happen. Oh, you want to change it to 60 now? No, I don't <laughs> want to change it to 60. I just want that to be the number. <laughs> Have a good weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye.